Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Amber's metropolitan compared to us country kids. Clearly. Growing up in southern Indiana and Illinois. We had like ponds in the front of our yards and stuff. Same. Huge, massive ponds. And it had crappie in it. Oh, yeah, fish. Of course. You just walk deal. out in your underwear? We have alligators. Oh, no alligators. <laughs> you win. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. This is Kelsey Ballerini. I'm Dirk Spentley. This is Eric Church. And I'm Bailey Zimmerman. My episode of Country Heat Weekly starts now. We're back. I'm Kelly Sutton in Nashville, and we have another stacked episode of Country Heat Weekly just for you. Yes, we do. I'm Amber Anderson. And before we tell everyone what we've got coming up on this episode, I have to brag on my friend and co-host who was named one of the 2022 Women in Business for Nashville Lifestyles Magazine. It was so fun to celebrate you last Last week at the awards. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. It was such an amazing group of women to be a part of, including singer-songwriter Nicole Gallion, who was the cover girl yeah. of Nashville Lifestyles. But I mean, we had everybody there from people who work in Music Row, people who are healthcare, you know, industry, women in business, and then a lot of entrepreneurs as well. So it was so fun to be in a room full of powerful women celebrating each other. And I will say, being just kind of the fly on the wall watching people come up to you. It was also a big networking event. Oh, yeah. So many people coming up and telling you how you've inspired them. I was just like, oh, my gosh, look at our girl. Look at her go. (laughs) I truly was like, me? I inspired you. Yes, thank you. you. No, it was really, really special. Yes, so, you. Thank you to our friends at Nashville Lifestyles. And it was so much fun to look at your socials and watch you have fun at Tyler Hubbard's second concert. This is the second time you've seen him, right? Tyler Hubbard 2.0 is what I called it. <laughs> Still so good. He's doing these small club shows. This was the second one he had added. And we just got to hear all the new stuff again, which we wanted to. And it's just, it's so good. I cannot wait for everybody to hear it and to see him live out on the road this summer. And in case anyone missed it, he was our center stage guest a few episodes ago on Country Heat Weekly. So scroll back, get all the scoop on the solo career. Yeah, he laid it all out, how the FGL split went down. It really is a fascinating listen. Absolutely. And Kelly, yes, last Friday night was a huge 
night at the Opry. I know you hosted that night. Give me all the backstage scoop. I was listening on 6.50 a.m. It was so good. It was so good. Okay, so Nicole Gallion, who we mentioned just a few moments ago, made her artist debut. She's performed on the Opry before as a songwriter, but now that she has her album out called Firstborn, she came center stage and I got to introduce her, which was super special. Mm -hmm. But right before the show started, I'm in the restroom and I'm like zhuzhing my hair and Kelsey walks in. Kelsey Ballerini walks in. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm just here to support Nicole. Oh. Because she is one of Nicole's best friends. Right. And so Kelsey was there supporting Nicole. Also on the bill that night, Jody Messina. I mean. Brought the house down. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. She sounded amazing. I found out she lives in Atlanta now. Oh. That's why I haven't seen her around town. Yeah. So we exchanged numbers and promised that we would get together soon. <laughs> Just exchanging numbers with Jody Messina. No I, big deal. I love her so much. She's amazing. And, I mean, the Opry crowd went absolutely nuts for her. Mm-hmm. But then. And closing the night out was Carrie Underwood. I mean, it was girl power night and it was also Opry Loves 90s night. So we are doing like a big tribute to 90s country this whole year. We should remind people that we just did a Rediscover Jody Messina segment on the podcast just a few weeks ago on the season two premiere. Absolutely. So dig back into that. We've got lots more country music news to talk about on the show today. We've got new music to share from Blake Shelton. And we'll tell you why it seems so familiar. Plus, we are going to rediscover the music of The Chicks, which completely changed the country music landscape in the late 90s. We'll also get to introduce everyone to Amazon Music Artist to Watch, Bailey Zimmerman. I think he needs to give us some TikTok tips. Oh, for sure. I mean, we try, y'all, but we are not there yet. (laughs) No, we're not. Maybe someday, though. First up in the show is always the segment we call What's Cooking. It's where we dissect the latest news out of Nashville. And right now, everyone is talking and wondering about the Trace Atkins, Susan Sarandon television show, Monarch. After COVID-related delays, the primetime drama is finally launching on Fox TV next month. They did an event out at the Opry House last weekend, screening the first episode and talking to the media. Shout out to Annie on our staff who went to the screening. She said that Trace told her that country music is a major character in the show and that it has the power to carry the whole thing. And they've also revealed the special guests. Yeah, it looks like there's an episode that takes place at an award show. So far, I spotted Martina McBride, Little Big Town, Shania Twain, and Tanya Tucker in the trailer, which, as you would expect, is full of drama and lust and a dead body thrown in for good measure. (laughs) Well, of course, right? (laughs) One of the weird things about the show, though, is that it was shot in Atlanta. So not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, it seems like an odd choice. Now, the show is apparently set in Austin, Texas. I guess they're trying to make it different than the TV series Nashville. Yeah, I get that. We're going to have to watch for how that all plays out. So Caitlin Smith does the theme song for the show, and it's a song called The Card You Gamble. It was written by the love junkies, Liz Rose, Lori McKenna, and Hillary Lindsay. And the series debuts September 11th on Fox. I will be watching. Depending on how the is rolled. Now, speaking of country stars on TV, I was worried for a minute that there was going to be a TV competition that Jimmy Allen was not a part of, but <laughs> never fear, friends. After competing on Dancing with the Stars and being a mentor on American Idol, Jimmy Allen is heading 
to The Voice. I saw that. He'll be a Battle Rounds advisor for Team Blake next season. Gwen Stefani, or Gwen Shelton, as Blake would call her, (laughs) is back in the red chair, right? Yep. So who are the other coaches? John Legend, who, of course, has done it before, and Camila Cabello, who is making her coaching debut. The new season, season 22 of The Voice, premieres Monday, September 19th on NBC. I almost forgot. Okay. Did you see that Garth Brooks is helping to put a new police station in downtown Nashville on Broadway? Yeah. I mean, talk about a plot twist. Garth is opening a bar on Broadway called... Duh, friends in low places. Saw that one coming. He bought the building, and it's well under construction. Now, next to the building, there's this teeny tiny little alley. And Garth is turning that alley into a police substation. Like, it's not very big, so I'm not sure how it's going to work. I'm not either. I'm super curious about that. But Garth is fronting the whole cost as a gift to the city or something. There's no cost to the taxpayer. That's kind of incredible. Yeah, it is. And probably much needed. I agree. (laughs) Before we move on to the heat index, I just want to check. You have a passport, right, Kelly? I have it with me right now. Where are we going? (laughs) Well, our bestie Breland is taking his show, Breland and Friends, on the road. Or maybe I should say in the air. He's headed across the pond. As soon as I saw that, I started trying to figure out how we could get there. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's October 21st at a venue called The Garage, and everyone listening within driving distance of London needs to plan on being there. You will not be disappointed. No, we can guarantee you, you will not. Special guests haven't been announced yet, but when he did it at the Ryman, it was an incredible lineup. Do we have enough time to get an airline sponsorship for the podcast? (laughs) I mean, we need someone to work on that. Please. Can we start off the heat index by picking on Blake Shelton for a minute? It's one of my favorite things to do. I mean, I don't know, Kelly. I really don't know Blake. We don't want him getting mad at us. (laughs) Trust me, he can take it. (laughs) I've known Blake for years, and I would pick on him if he were sitting right here. Actually, I'd probably pick on him harder (laughs) if he were sitting right here. He has a song on the Country Heat playlist called Nobody. Have you heard it? I have. It's a little wordplay with nobody, as in your physical body. Okay, so I was like, wait, didn't Blake already do a song called Nobody? I was having deja vu. Oh, okay. I know where you're going here. Yeah. So (laughs) I went digging into his catalog, and I'm not crazy. He's already had two songs with Nobody in the title. There was Nobody But Me from his 2005 album, Blake Shelton's Bar and Grill. Nobody but me gonna love you like you ought to be loved on. And Nobody But You, which was a duet with Gwen Stefani that he released in 2019. Well, that one was co-written by my boss, Shane McNally. But none of the Nobody songs, including this new one, were actually written by Blake. So note to all songwriters out there who want a Blake Shelton cut, put Nobody in the title and your chances go way up. <laughs> Nobody knows, nobody else, don't tell nobody. Nobody's business. (laughs) We love you, Blake. Nobody loves you more. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, man. Parker McCullum has a new song on the playlist that I'm digging. It's called Handle on You. And ironically, he wrote it about his now wife.
Handle on You is a song I wrote with my buddy Monty Criswell before Hallie and I were back together and I was really going through it and you know I was drinking quite a bit and staying up all night trying to write sad country songs and um woke up real late one day and Monty came over and and uh, he had this title called Handle on You and I said man I I've kind of been trying to get a handle on her um, and I was really kind of living that at the time. Super honest song really means a lot uh, to me when I listen to it and think back on that time, what I was going through. And, you know, I was drinking to try to get out of a bad spot, which is never going to work. Um, and uh, But I don't regret it at all because, man, we wrote Handle on You from literally living exactly what that song's about. Well, I'm glad things are better there. And I want to plug the Haley Witter song that I've been loving for months now. It's called Everything She Ain't. That song, the little hand claps at the beginning, it just gets stuck in my head. Yeah, boy, I can be the whiskey in your soda. Line me your Corona shotgun in your Tacoma. The Audrey T. Amazon Music Artist to Watch Bailey Zimmerman is on the cover of the playlist this week. We will bring him into the studio in just a few minutes. We're about to go to break, but first, we are going to read you this quote from one of the artists on the Country Heat playlist. And you guys get to guess who said that. And then, when we get back from the break, we'll play the audio and see if you were right. This week's quote is, I'm a little afraid of the ocean. I don't really know what's going on in there, so I'm not big to get in there. But I love to sit by it. Who said that? And yes, I completely feel this quote. (laughs) Okay, we're going to tell you who said it (laughs) next, right here on Country Heat Weekly. Hey, y'all. I'm Casey Musgraves. This is Dustin Lynch. And I'm Carrie Underwood. I'm Jason Aldean. More Country Heat Weekly is on the way. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution. Personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. We're back, and we're going to see if you guessed right. Who do you think said this? I'm a little afraid of the ocean. Like, I don't really know what's going on in there, so I'm not big to get in there, but I love to sit by it. Carly Carly Pierce! I wonder if Kenny Chesney knows this about her. I mean, he is such an ocean guy. Oops, I hope we didn't just blow your cover, Carly. (laughs) 
guest is from a tiny town in Southern Illinois. So small, it's not even a town, it's a village. It's a village. He grew up riding along in his dad's semi to hours and hours of country radio. Little did he know that was preparing him for a career in country music that all started with a viral TikTok video. His debut single, Fall in Love, is one of the 40 biggest streamed songs in all genres right now, having racked up more than 400 million streams. That's wild. It's crazy. That's wild. His very first interview ever was here in this house on Music Row for Amazon Music's Artist to Watch program. And so we are so incredibly excited to welcome Bailey Zimmerman to the Center Stage Spotlight on Country Heat Weekly. Hi, Bailey. Welcome. What's going on, y'all? Thanks for having me. Okay. We were talking about this tiny town in Southern Illinois, and I'm like, oh, I totally relate to this. I grew up in a tiny town in Southern Indiana. And I said, did you guys have a stoplight? No, no, no stoplights. <laughs> one random caution light that Same. just blinks yellow. Yes. Yeah. No one ever slows down. They just no. flow it right through it's it. Like, there's like no caution. Like it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> What's it there for? Yeah. No reason. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. Okay. So you grew up riding with your dad, who was a truck driver, listening to country music. So tell us about those rides. What do you remember from that time? Were you always just like whatever he was listening to, or did you try to take control of the radio ever? When I grew up, I really, so when I grew up, I, I listened to like rock and stuff. But when I was with dad, when I was younger, it was like just how it was. You, mm-hmm. you like, you listen to country music on the radio in the semi. And all I can remember is like the smell of diesel and you're like sleeping in a bed in the semi and just like Craig Morgan when the alarm clock. Your mom listened to rock though, right? Yeah. So she's not, she was not in the country fold with dad. Um, No, I mean, she liked country. She loved like Sheryl Crow and Kid Rock and basically anything that was like a, a stained vibe where it's just a little like edgier. She always just loved the edgier country stuff. So it was like Pop Evil and Tesla because they're Southern rock country, I feel like, you know. So like my first concert was when I was like eight or 10 and I went to a Tesla show with Pop Evil. My very first show. It was amazing. That's that's why I do a lot of things on stage I do. (laughs) I know. I'm like, whoa. I kind of feel like that would have a mosh pit at some point. It was amazing. (laughs) I I fought a kid to get a pick. I still have the pick. I fought a kid. Like guitar pick. Yes. Frankie Hannon from freaking Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) Flicked me a pick. Man. Still got got another one, too, from a show I took my mom to to meet him. (laughs) I took my mom to meet Tesla. You did? I did. Love this. Okay, so you basically... You kind of, and you admit this, that you kind of fell into music. This was a thing that just happened. But what were you thinking that you were going to do with your life before music? Like, back up a heartbeat and tell us what was the big picture before music happened? So, when I when I graduated high school, I, like, two weeks afterwards, I went to West Virginia to start, like, gas pipeline, like, building gas pipelines. Because okay. that's what, I mean, if you lived in town, you're either oil field or, like, if you could get, a, like, a gas pipeline job, like, you can make, that's when you're making money, you know, mm-hmm. so you travel making money. So I did, and then I got tired of that because, like, I got, like, hurt a bunch, and, like, it was just, gosh, it just, like, wasn't my vibe. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. So I started trying to do different things. I tried building lifted trucks, and I started TikTok. So I built my first lifted truck, and then I started TikTok with that lifted truck and just started doing videos with cool sounds. And then, then one day I just tried singing in the shop, and then Gavin Lucas from my town. I know his dad drove my bus, bus number three. <laughs> I'd never liked him, but then he was like, hey man, I play guitar and sing. Do you want to like sing? I think you got a cool voice. And I was like, yeah. So then we did. And then two weeks later, we wrote like Never Coming Home in the shop. And then 
I just started doing music. I quit my job the next day. The night, the night we wrote Never Coming Home, I was like, hey, man, can I put it on TikTok? And he was like, yeah, dude, if you get some views, maybe we can like see if we can record it because I've got GarageBand. Maybe we can like do it ourselves or something. We had no idea what was going on. Then it got a bunch of views, so we decided to put, I had $1,500 to my name, put it towards a song. Me and Gavin split it, and then now we do music. We both do music now. Wow. Crazy. You realize that's not how this is supposed to happen. No, right? not at all. No, but. <laughs> like, that's not the norm. It's been no. crazy. It, it's been. Uh, you basically. I don't know. This feels like you got a scratch off ticket. Like. Yeah, you, I know. You it's like, like I won the lottery. It's really weird. That's, <laughs> no. that's how I feel like. Everybody's like, man, if I ever won the lottery, I'm like, dude, you could though. I mean, like, because I kind of did like, you know, I believe that this is what I'm meant to do. I yeah. believe like I'm meant right. to like help people with my songs and like, I think. Everything leading up in my life is, just makes sense. This makes sense. I love music, and I like to work hard. How long ago was this that you posted? Like, when did you post the video to TikTok? Um, December of 2020, going into 2021. Wow. Yeah. That's so, incredible. Crazy. It's been almost two years. So your first public appearance was at Rock the South in mm-hmm. Coleman, Alabama. Yep. Big festival. <sighs> <laughs> a loaded sigh, Bailey. Tell Gosh. us what that was like. I couldn't breathe. I had no idea how to play a live show. All I'd seen is Jeff Keith, you know, like he's flicking cigarettes. That's all I've seen on rock. And I'm like, okay, how do I do this? I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sprint down the catwalk. That's the first thing I'm doing. I don't care how many people are there. I'm <laughs> sprinting. I'm just going to run as right. fast as I can. And I'm just going to go crazy. And that's what I did. But I didn't breathe. <laughs> no water in me. I used to, I used to smoke vape. I it was just, just a kid. I was a normal kid, but now all of a sudden I've got this. I've got a voice, and I got to sing. Yeah. Right. So you know, I was vaping. I you know, I tr- like drinking beer and stuff, just like you know other kids. And then I learned, hey, you cannot you do, can't that. do that. Can't do that. <laughs> Not gonna do that. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Scott, why am I going horse all the time? Well, he's like, dude, are you vaping and drinking? Well, yeah, but. It's a voice, man, right? And he's like, no, dude, that's like, you got to take care of it. I'm like, oh. Well, you said when you sat down, you're like, I've been drinking a lot of water. You're on the right track. Oh, water and sleep. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. Uh, You're adulting now. Adulting. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) It's like, you got to sleep, you got to drink your water. (laughs) So you got bitten by the performance bug. You've gotten a few more shows under your belt now. Tell us about a favorite onstage moment that you have. We were going to Iowa. Oh, my gosh. This was crazy. The show ended up being amazing, but we were so nervous because we were like, humble Iowa, middle of cornfields, like, man, what is this going to be, you know? Because, I mean, we've had some yeah, some shows, you know? They're just a little rough. <laughs> so we got there, and it was, it's called Chords in the Corn. I'm like, all right, all right. We got there. Chords in the Corn. It was amazing. It was amazing. We, we packed out. We sold it out. Uh, it was like 3,000 people. We're ready to party. We partied. It was so much fun. The music that we have on you so far has this three-song story arc, and you tied it all together with the music videos. Let's talk about Fall in Love. Fall in Love is a weird song because when we wrote it, the day we wrote it, Gavin was singing this uh, this the verse, but it wasn't the verse. It wasn't the verse to that song. It was two different songs. So then after what felt like hours of telling Gavin it's the same freaking song and trying to get him to just let us write a second verse to it, <laughs> Gavin's like, all right, fine, let's do it. So we did. And 
we I loved it. I, I was like, man, we key changed it. We made it louder. We made it cooler. We made it like a story. So when I heard Rockin' Hard Place, that's like the first time I was like, yo, this could be a story. This is like, this could be a short film about just like this girl that like can't get it together for a dude that like really loves her, you know? So I cut that song and had already had the, you know, first music video for Fall in Love. And then that's when I knew like, I would love for this to be a thing. And then I wrote Where It Ends and I was like, yeah, there it is. There it is right there. That's so cool. Well, you mentioned Where It Ends. Where It Ends was just released last week and it's the lead song on the Country Heat playlist. Let's go. This is where it ends, ends, and we're told that across all streaming platforms, it was streamed more than two million times on day one. Can you wrap your head yeah. around that? Two um, million. I don't know. It's so funny because I don't really know what is good and like what good. is not good. You know, like <laughs> I don't know. When I when I checked it like right before eleven, you know, the day, you know, Friday, it was like almost a million. It was almost like so close to a million. And like so I called Chief and I was like, yo, is this good? And he was like, dude, you beat Rock and Hard Place by like a lot, man. And I'm like, that's so crazy. That is so crazy. crazy. Because you're a part of our breakthrough program on Amazon, part of what you get is this really cool painted mural of your face. Yes, i seen <laughs> it's that. It's in Brooklyn. So have you ever seen your face 12 feet tall? No. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited because we're going to like kind of design it together and like make this cool mural. I'm like, dude. This is like That's pretty art. sweet. And then you have I to go to Brooklyn it. and take a picture by Oh, it. I will. Yeah. I will. We'll go with sure. you. Road trip. Okay. I like road trips. Road trip. We're getting an RV. <laughs> you are? Let's do it. Yeah. We're getting an RV, not a bus. We're getting an RV, and we're just going to be like that happy family on the road. We're going <laughs> to do it for- Yes. waving. It's perfect. We're doing hey it for guys. tour. I'm doing it for tour. It only costs me 500 bucks more a weekend. There you to go. Do that. That's oh, actually that's so smart. And it's yeah. bed and water. Yeah, because bands are tough. Let's go. You need to I am get so it. excited. Country Heat Weekly on the road. So many good things are happening for you. Remember his name, y'all, that you heard him here first on Amazon Music. Bailey's Neverman, thank you for being Sick. here. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. I'm grateful. In honor of the 20th anniversary of their sixth studio album, Home, we're going to rediscover the music career behind The Chicks, a.k.a. the biggest-selling U.S. female band of all time. And when we say biggest-selling of all time, we mean it. The trio, made up of Natalie Maines and sisters Emily Strayer and Marty McGuire, are the only female group to achieve multiple diamond-selling releases. That's 10 million copies. Their music influenced future stars, including Taylor Swift, Casey Musgraves, and Carly Pierce. From earning Grammys to becoming moms and even changing their band name, the Chicks have had an incredibly impactful career, and we're about to dive into it all. The Bluegrass Band was formed in 1989 in Dallas, Texas. But back then, they were known as the Dixie Chicks. Emily plays a bunch of instruments, but was most often seen with her banjo, while Marty's fiddle added to that traditional country sound. Their current configuration, with Natalie Maines singing lead, took shape in 1997, and country music would never be the same. In August of 1998, they released their major label debut, Wide Open Spaces. This album earned the band three number one country hits, including the title track, which is now one of their signature songs. Here's the backstory on that song. It was written five years prior by Susan Gibson, who would become the lead singer of an alt-country band called The Groupies. They cut the song first, but they were produced by legendary Texas steel guitar player Lloyd Maines. Natalie's dad. Yep. 
he saw a lot of Natalie in the lead character, a strong, independent woman who wanted to strike out on her own. The song went on to spend four weeks at number one. That album gave them their first Grammy win for Best Country Album, a prize they'd collect three more times over their career. The trio also won a Grammy for There's Your Trouble, the first of three number one singles from that album. What the chicks did with their music was really put the female narrative at the forefront. They were strong women singing about strong women, and they never shied away from tough subjects. There were some lyrics in their song, You Were Mine, that are such a gut punch and so real. follow-up album, Fly, was where the trio really showed their developing songwriting chops. Unlike the first album, which was all outside cuts but one, Fly had five songs written by at least one member of the band. The lead single was Ready to Run, co-written by Marty. I mean, did you see the movie Runaway Pride? With Richard Gere and Julia Roberts? Mm -hmm. Of course I have. (laughs) And I remember this song was featured on the film soundtrack. Yes, it fits the movie perfectly. And the official music video featured the trio as Runaway Brides. Now, they didn't make their getaway on a FedEx truck like in the movie, but they did catch a ride on a garbage truck. It was pretty funny. First, they were ready to run, but now they want a cowboy to take them away. This is another song Marty wrote for her sister's marriage to Texas singer-songwriter Charlie Robeson. With this next song, things get a little darker in a strangely lighthearted way. Country music is good at murder ballads, we know that, but Goodbye Earl took it to a whole new level. It didn't get higher than number 13 on the chart. Some radio programmers were hesitant to play the song because of its content, which shone a light on domestic violence and revenge. Goodbye Earl is about a woman who experiences physical abuse by her husband, Earl, time and time again. Marianne and Wanda really were the best of friends, and they got even with Earl. That Earl had to die. Well, not that I'm condoning murder at all, Mm -hmm. but I have to say, that is one good best friend. I would do that for you. (laughs) Just putting it out there. Okay, at least 20 country stations were not playing the track. And as we know, it wouldn't be the last time country radio refused to play the outspoken trio. Goodbye Earl was one of the songs that Taylor Swift cites as an influence. She told Billboard magazine that it showed, quote, an entire generation of girls that female rage can be a bonding experience between us all. Wow. (laughs) The chicks really took a lot of risks with their music, whether it was the controversial content of Goodbye Earl or the barn-burning sound of the follow-up single, Sin Wagon. Their music was like nothing else being heard on country radio. One more helping would I be having I'm taking my turn on the Sin Wagon. Their album, Fly, would go on to win Album of the Year honors from the ACM, CMA, CCMA, Billboard, and the Grammys. The girls were on top of their game at this point. 
After their first two albums, the Chicks went to battle with Sony, their record label, over accounting and royalties. And math that I don't pretend to understand. At this point, all three women were married and raising babies and spent time at home in Texas writing music without any pressure from the record label. The lawsuit was eventually settled and the Chicks got their own imprint on Sony. And the result of their time out of the spotlight was the album Home, which was released 20 years ago this week. This is the album that gave us Long Time Gone, which lamented the absence of country music icons like Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard on the radio. Now they sound tired, but they don't sound haggard. They got money, but they don't have cash. They got junior, but they don't have hate. I think, I think, I think the rest is a long time gone. And also served up a cover of Fleetwood Mac's Landslide. Their version of the iconic song went to number two on the country chart and number seven on the all-genre Billboard 200. Fun fact, the original version only made it to number 51. This third album also nabbed them their third Grammy for Best Country Album. And gave us their final number one hit on country radio, Travelin' Soldier. It was released in January of 2002, when American patriotism was at a high following the events of September 11th, 2001. Everything changed for these global superstars on March 10, 2003, when the band was on stage in London. The invasion of Iraq was imminent, and Natalie Maines said she was ashamed to be from the same state as then U.S. President George W. Bush. After getting complaints from listeners, radio stations started to pull their music. I remember there were station events destroying the Chicks' CDs. It was fierce. Everyone was taking sides, and their relationship with the country music industry was permanently damaged. By September of that year, Marty was quoted in the press as saying the trio no longer considered themselves part of the country music scene, that they were now a part of the rock and roll family. And to this day, they won't do country music-specific media including our podcast. Although, we are hoping they change their minds. Please. Several songs off their five-time Grammy Award-winning album, Taking the Long Way, were written in response to the backlash they experienced, like The Long Way Around and the lead single, Not Ready to Make Nice, which is my favorite song. That song gets me going. In 2019, they were featured on a Taylor Swift track called Soon You'll Get Better. I read where the trio said getting asked to do a song with Taylor was a lot of pressure and that they were worried they wouldn't like the song. But fortunately, they did. They officially changed their band name in 2020 from the Dixie Chicks to the Chicks, and fans started to speculate that something else might be in the works for the band. Well, they were right, because after nearly 14 years, the Chicks released their most recent album, Gaslighter, which focused around the dissolution of Natalie's marriage to actor Adrian Pastar. She pulled no punches on that album. From the title track to the tell-all, Tights on a Boat, we learned a lot about what went wrong in that relationship. We certainly covered a lot of ground today, and we didn't even get to touch on Cold Day in July or Some Days You Gotta Dance. So if you want to rediscover even more from The Chicks, you can listen to Amazon Music's playlist, Rediscover The Chicks. 
Next week on the show, we're going to catch up with Ingrid Andress. She has a new album called Good Person, which is a concept album. It starts with a very bad relationship and goes through the emotions of that breakup. It will be the weekend before Labor Day, so we need to dig around and find some of the weird jobs people had before they were country stars. (laughs) I like it when we get to be nosy. There's always good music festivals around Labor Day weekend, too. So we're going to run down where the stars will be next weekend, just in case you want a road trip. Big thanks to everyone who's been sharing this podcast with their friends. Every time you post a link to an episode or tweet about something you heard on the show, it brings more people to the party. And we have room for everyone at our country music party. For our burning question this week, we asked the stars for their bucket list venue, somewhere that they want to perform that they haven't yet. Mackenzie Porter, Russell Dickerson, and Gabby Barrett all had the same answer. Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. Well, I played Madison Square Garden with Kane Brown, but like headline. Jason Aldean, however, didn't have anywhere. I don't know about that. I feel like I've played everywhere that I ever wanted to play at this point. Everything that I set out to do here in the States, for the most part, I've done. No need to limit to the U.S., Jason. The guys of Old Dominion sure didn't. Trevor always talks about playing on the moon. I would like to play on the moon. Or or in space. It doesn't have to be the moon, but somewhere in space. It could be anywhere. Space station, different planet. Country Heat Weekly is a production of Amazon Music and Wondery. Executive producer is Melissa Locker for Nevermind Media. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer is Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production assistance from Debbie Daughtry, Annie Reuter, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. The team for Amazon Music and Wondery includes Nathan Brackett, Michelle Kammerer, Emily Feld, Callum Plews, Emily Belote, and Jenny Tay. The executive producers for Wondery are Dave Easton and Marshall Louie. Critical production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Jake, Osmo, Abby, and all the other very good dogs out there. Find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Reminds me of when Aerosmith used Alicia Silverstone yeah. in like all of their videos. My mom used to like me and her used to watch those videos. Like, yeah. cool. I'm gonna hang out with your mom. Yeah. Your mom and I are probably the same age. Mm-hmm. I have missed these Friday night dinners. Mm. Hey, welcome to Harvey Gras. At these family dinners, Gracious, everyone. dysfunction is served. I can't have you all messing things up for my entire adult life. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we embarrass you? It's already better than I dared to dream. They're extra. Let the wild rumpus start! And they're embarrassing. We know how hard it is to move on from the first girl that you ever slept with. Not the first girl who I ever slept with. Yeah, 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 right. You're a regular lady killer. I thought you said it was going to be boring here tonight. No! I really hoped it would be. But they couldn't love each other more. It's mom and dad being totally normal. Wow. So, dinner next Friday, everyone? Wouldn't miss for the world. Dinner with the Parents, Season 1. Stream free only on Freebie.